Hello out there to all my lit lovers and word warriors. I'm your host, K.E. Robinson, and you're kicking it with me in the author spot, the hottest spot for the reader and you. If you're an author looking to tell your story or a reader looking for the next great one to dive into, join us at theauthorspot.com for books, reviews, and other great tools. Lit lovers and word warriors, welcome to this episode of The Author Spot. So since the dawn of time has been the issue, the conundrum, the all-world practice of dating, and honestly, it has changed over the years. There was a time where you could only meet and entertain someone in person. Now, since the early 2000s, maybe even before that, maybe the 90s, things have started to come along with the computer age. And today we're going to talk about a little bit of computer love. We're going to talk about, really, this is online dating. Yes, that's the title of the book that we're discussing today with Miss Sean Marie B. Sean, we welcome you to the author spot. We want them to purchase your books, but first let them buy into you. Welcoming to the author spot, Sean Marie B. Thank you for having me. So the title of the book is, Seriously, This is Online Dating. <laughs> so Seriously, This is Online Dating is a personal story for me. And so I break it down into three parts. So there is the uh, dating journey, which is just my total experience with online dating over a period of five years. Then there's the healing journey, because along those five years, I found that I was just like messing this thing up, just not making good decisions in dating. And so I, I took some time away from it to, you know, just really focus on myself, go internal and, you know, figure out what I needed to do for me to improve my dating decisions and the way that I was navigating dating altogether. The third part is the new dating journey. So I take everything that I've learned from over those five years of online dating, all the mistakes that I made, everything that I've learned. And on top of that, everything that I've learned about me throughout my healing journey. And I'm back into the dating world with this new perspective, a new sense of self and what I need for me to sustain me in a relationship in the dating world. Leah. Absolutely. And I could tell you guys why I flubbed on their title a little bit. Let me tell you a little story. <laughs> it's not very often that because of, doing the podcast and doing other things that I get to read as many of the stories <laughs> prior to the author coming on. A lot of times I get to maybe read about them afterwards, after they've come and told the story. In this case, I had a chance to read some of this book and it had me thinking, really, this is online dating. So in my head, that's how that's how this one comes off. I've looked at some of the experiences and I can tell you guys already, it is pure comedy what i've been able to read <laughs> so far it is absolute comedy it's not supposed to be like you're not supposed to laugh at anybody else's misfortunes and i wouldn't even say it's that bad <laughs> no it's it's funny <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's some hilarious it's some hilarious <laughs> stuff you know and, and so it's like really this is what this has been a, it, hey um <laughs> so, so in your experiences, you know, you said yourself, there's some times where you made some mistakes in, do, uh, in what you were doing. So when you went to write this, 
were you, were you complaining about about online dating or were you simply trying to let people know, okay, this is what I went through. This is how I'm able to improve it over this amount of time. Mm-hmm. Definitely wasn't complaining because I don't see, I don't have any issues with, with online dating. I think it's the, the person who's using the, the dating app, right? So I, I jumped into online dating after 15 years of marriage. So I got married in 2000. I, I don't think online dating was a thing at all. Nobody was thinking about that. Possibly, but I wasn't. So, and then dating was so much more different during that time. And so when I left a 15 year marriage and jumped right into um, just dating itself, right? And then you put the online on top of it. I, I was a mess. It was, it was a mess. So it's not about complaining about it. It's more so saying, hey, these are some of the mistakes that I've made. These are the things I wasn't looking out for because I didn't know. Some of the red flags that I wasn't looking out for because I didn't know. And giving the tea to people like, look, here's some things. Here's some mistakes that I made. And I don't want you to make those same mistakes. I actually want you to go into it with some knowledge. So I'm going to give you this knowledge based on those mistakes that I made and what I learned from that. So I want to give you what I learned just so you won't have to, you know, you can navigate it better than I did. <laughs> Look, and people say it all the time. Well, I, I've heard this saying for the longest time. A smart man learns from their own experiences. <laughs> A wise man learns from the experiences of others. And Sean Marie gives you a chance to learn about this from her experience. Now, when you talk about 2000, I'm trying to think online dating 2000, you're probably trying to meet somebody in Yahoo checkers or something like that. Like that, that probably was the extent of it. It probably wasn't all these different sites like Bumble and all oh, this definitely different. Not. Yeah. I, I don't think those things existed. It was different. Like you, you'd be online playing a game with somebody and talk to them or it'd be just, I guess random. I'm trying to remember that I, Yahoo checkers. I remember vividly, but I can't remember what else. Maybe MySpace, maybe MySpace. Yeah. yeah. See, it would be like something, a social media site, but it was for other things. And then you might see somebody interesting that, you know, mm-hmm. but now, now some of these sites are specific to that. Why are there so many of these sites? Like what is the problem with the regular face to face meeting somebody like what, what has happened? Well, I'll say that everything's done online these days, you know, and people are busy. I know, like, from my perspective, there's been times when I've been in school, I've been working, I have three kids. Thank goodness they are adults now. (laughs) But but I have my hands full. But at the same time, I still wanted companionship. All right. I still wanted to date. So it's a, a good and a bad to it, right? It's like you have more options, like people you wouldn't run into on the street because maybe you don't shop at the same grocery store. You don't go to the same gym. You know, you don't hang out in the same places. So it widens that for you and you get to meet people you may not have met just walking down the street or, you know, shopping or something. And so that's the the good part. The other side to that is just too many options, you know, and so people get like the kid in the candy store and I want that one. I want that one. I want that one and tend to not 
and not everybody, but a lot of bodies <laughs> tend to not settle down with one even if that was their intention, right? Because they were introduced to all of these options. And then depending on who you are, the world is open for you. You know, like if you're willing to date in different, you know, on the East Coast, the West Coast, out of the country, like how can you choose, you know? And so, and you should be able to choose, like if you know what you want and you run into it and like, okay, this is a, a good person. We have a lot in common. But then there's that part in the back of people's head, like, but there might be something better out there. You know, they say the grass isn't always greener on the other side, but nobody told that to people who are using dating apps. <laughs> and she actually mentions that part in her book about the grass not being green on the other side. There's more to that than her just saying <laughs> that just now. And I think that's true. Um, and somebody has said before about, if you know, the more options you have to do something, the longer it might take to make a decision. Part of that decision is choosing the right person. The more options you have, the longer it may take, whether it's by convenience or distraction, that that is true. So online dating, Bumble, whatever these other things, farmers only, all these different (laughs) things that, that I've heard people talk about. I'm trying to think of some more names and everything. Swiping left, swiping right. Not very time consuming, convenient. But what happens once you swipe right on somebody, you found somebody, where is that adventure taking you? <laughs> oh, okay. So, <laughs> so it, well, it depends on the dating site. So for a while, my go-to was Bumble. So Bumble is the one where the women have to initiate the conversation. So a guy may swipe right, but unless you have like this premium version, you don't know who swiped right on you. And so if you swipe and you match, now the woman has to initiate the conversation. A lot of people get caught up. I hear this a lot in where someone just um, opens the conversation with hello or hi or how are you? And it's like, oh my gosh, that's such such low effort. But <laughs> and I feel bad because it's mostly women saying this about guys, right? But I feel so bad for them because it's like, you just don't know. This guy been on dating apps for a year plus that he sent out long, drawn out paragraphs and got no response. So <laughs> at this point, he just want to know that you're interested. So if you say hi back, he might be, oh, great. You know what? Now I'll type out this long paragraph. <laughs> but I mean, on the the non-swiping apps or aside from Bumble, it just depends on the people, what happens afterwards, right? Because there are um, some people I know personally who will just get the swipes and build up this roster of men and never reach out to them. (laughs) That's so horrible. So, you know, I mean, there's something different going on there, you know, sometimes. And then you have that, those people on dating apps who just want to feel desired, right? I mean, there's nothing wrong but with that, but there's something wrong with that when it's at the expense of somebody else, you know? And so, but ideally how it would go <laughs> is, you know, once, once people match up, maybe text um, or message on the app for a little bit. And when I say a little bit, I mean like two, three days, then have a phone call. And it's so wild to me that people don't want to talk on the phone and, interesting that ladies uh, a lot of ladies say this too like 
I just want to skip the, the phone call and I just want to meet. But don't you want to know that that's a real person <laughs> that you're talking to or that you're about to meet and they are who they are, you know, on those pictures and stuff. So what I what I always recommend is have some um, text exchange or, you know, on on the messaging on the um, dating app and no more than three days. And because you don't want to just give time, time, time to people right? you don't want to waste time. So no more than three days. Because within those three days, that person may say something that makes you determine, you know what, yeah, this is not going any further, you know. And so if things are going good with the, the messaging, get on the phone, you know, because you have to fill out somebody's personality. I don't want the first time I'm filling out someone's personality is when we meet face to face, because that could possibly be just not a good experience. <laughs> so talk on the phone, get to know their personality. And FaceTime. There's different different apps. I'm trying to think of them. I can't think of the name of them right now. But like um, video apps, right? Because I don't like to give out my phone number. So if you know if we're gonna FaceTime, I got to give you my phone number. But on a lot of the um, dating apps, there's there's video call option. So there's a video call option, and usually it's free. But for some people, for some reason, people don't want to use it. I don't know. <laughs> Um, I've used it before. I, I will say it does not. Um, well, last time I used it was like over a year ago, but it just wasn't that good. But I'm sure there's been some upgrades since then, you know, some developments since then. But, you know, find a video call app or, you know, use the, the dating app video call option and see the person. Right. Because they say women do it a lot, but men do it too. put up those pictures of them 20 years ago. Um, it's happened to me. <laughs> it has happened to me. So you want to see the person and see that they are who they are on those pictures. You know, and then I would say no more than two weeks of time that I'm going to give a person. And that's a stretch sometimes that I'm going to give a person before we meet face to face. You know, now during during the epidemic, that was totally different. Like all you had was was video, which was not a bad thing. But um you know, now we can meet face to face. And so having that face to face conversation is still a little bit different than that FaceTime conversation. For example, I, I talked with a guy for like two weeks, did like that, that whole process that I just explained. We talked on FaceTime for, we had like one phone call and then straight to FaceTime. It was like two weeks and he was a nice person. He was funny, respectful, and we just had regular friendly conversation, you know, because that's all we are at this point. Two friendly people trying to get to know each other. And when we met face to face, he just got a little touchy feely. You no, know, and he um, I don't know what made him think that um, I gave him an invitation <laughs> because I did it. And he just like took his two big hands and just grabbed my butt. I was like, oh, my gosh, what <laughs> what made you think you can do that? So and he just got really upset about it. And he's like, you know what, you're going to be single for life. If somebody just can't touch you, but I was like, I'll take it. You know, <laughs> I just won't be with you or anyone like you. So that was one of those experiences that things can go differently when you meet face to face, you know, so you do want to, you want to have those experiences, but don't give too much to the, to the FaceTime person. Don't put all your don't get too excited about the FaceTime person. Like you need to meet face to face after you have that FaceTime and, 
and really fill out who that person is. And that's pretty true. Um, as you brought in that last part, it reminded me, I don't know if you've seen recently, and it's all over social media. There's this young man. I think he's young. He uh, flew this girl out to wherever he was. I guess she decided that she wasn't. I don't know what he was expecting. I don't know what they talked about prior to. OK, I say that already. I'm not picking sides. But but once she got there, she wasn't going to sleep with him. So he put all on social media. He's got her up there. Hey, don't fly her out anymore. Where this girl here, she's not going to. And it's like, well, did y'all talk about that beforehand? Like, you know, it's one thing for y'all to be talking for a while because people put, well, we were talking. I think they were like talking for like two months or something. He was saying, and it's like, but did y'all talk about that? Is that specifically, did that come up? that part of it mm-hmm. you know no one's agreeing to i mean people put price tags on certain things well if i spent this much money if i did this if i did that then you're gonna have to do this but did you talk about that right for this guy yeah. to just come up and say hey after two weeks i gonna just grab your butt and wait a minute we didn't conversations you don't have to share the conversation here but what part of our conversation made you believe that that's where we were no, I'll, I'll share the conversation. Okay. It had right. nothing to do with touching yeah. nobody. <laughs> okay. All right. It was just really, really friendly. When we had when we were on FaceTime, I had on clothes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> clothes that I could walk outside yeah. with. So, like, there was no invitation to be like, uh, you know, I want that type of, you know, treatment from him. And then two weeks, um, no, thank you, sir. I'm <laughs> not... You know, and not saying is anything wrong with anybody who who does, but two weeks, I have not even met you. I don't know you. You're not touching me like that. You know, this is just not happening. Once upon a time, used to be something about like three dates or something else. But I guess, you know, when you go from talking to somebody in Yahoo checkers to video <laughs> timing with somebody, you know, because that's how far at one point the dating apps did not have the video option. You were still just typing mm-hmm. and talking, and now you could actually video to get to know somebody. So that's advanced some a lot over twenty plus years, right? And yeah. even less time than that. I'm just saying twenty plus dating back to Yahoo Checkers or whatever. <laughs> but I, I mean, have never heard of that. But <laughs> it's you have a Yahoo account, you had checkers, you could it's you know, they ask they always write up ASL age sex location and you can see people just supposed to be playing checkers but they're asking you questions about all this other stuff uh, okay. yeah yeah you know it's uh that was my first experience with it i guess so and and something i want to kind of kind of go back to you mentioned something that was a good point to me about being able to see somebody and having the conversation with somebody you know i've had a lot of people make fun of others for being catfished there's people that always will say, well, how could you let that happen? There's a big special on a football player now who got catfished for years. Right. And mm-hmm. and just, you know, people still making fun of them about it till they could read the documentary and kind of see. Can you kind of tell people being catfish is not always as simple as it sounds? Mm, I can't tell them that because it is no. Right, right. <laughs> um, uh, I, you know what? I saw, I didn't see that documentary that's on um, Netflix now, but I, I saw that story on like something else, like 2020 or something. And I, I can't remember if it was only like the Facebook pictures of this person that he saw, if they ever had any video calls or, you know, FaceTime, anything like that. 
But to me, that's why the FaceTime is so important because I can be talking on the phone to anybody. And, you know, and there's these apps that will, you know, allow people to change their voices and stuff like that. So we want to assume the positive, but there's people out there that don't care about people that, you know, that they just care about themselves. They're trying to get whatever it is that they want to get out of it, right? And it, it could be to be desired. It could be just to have somebody to talk to. It could be attention. It could be money, you know? And so I, I can't really, I can't speak for that because I don't, I don't recall most of that, but that's just why to me, the FaceTime is so important. But like you said, it's just not that easy, right? Because somebody can have their cousin or their friend or something come on the FaceTime talking to you. And then when you meet face to face, you're like, who, who is this? Um, <laughs> and then there's all these filters, you know, and all this stuff. And so that's why, like, I really don't recommend using too many filters on pictures and stuff like that. Photoshop, because that's just crazy because this person is going to see you eventually. I mean, if that's the plan, right, the person is going to see you face to face eventually. And you've prepared them to see this person. And now you bring them, you present, you know, in in real life, this person. And then people have the nerve to be upset that that person was not attracted to them or was upset about who they saw because you didn't present your real self to them in the first place. So I don't remember where I was going with that. But... But it's not, it's just, it's not that simple, right? And that's another, another reason why I say don't give too much time, too much of your time talking on the phone, doing this FaceTime, you know, like granted in the, in the pandemic, it was a lot different. We didn't have much of a choice, but if you can meet face to face, like you need to do that as soon as possible, because I've known people who have talked for months and live in the same city as a person and talk to them for months and was emotionally vested, you know, in this cyber relationship, you know, this virtual relationship and then meet this person. And they're like, you know, they feel kind of bad because they see this person they're not attracted to, but they're emotionally vested there. So they feel like they have to okay, I I can work this out. And just like human nature is like, if you're not attracted to a person, like 99.9% of the time, that's not going to grow on you. Attraction doesn't grow on you. It just has to be there. You know, and I don't care how wonderful this person is. That's a little controversial. You know, (laughs) Um, people like, oh, you found a good man. You're so ungrateful. But that's just, that's human. So, I mean, you have to have that attraction. So, just given that, given months, and I felt so bad for her, you know, she had given months to this person talking on the phone and they always had these reasons why they couldn't get on camera. Like they would even like talk on Zoom or something and he just couldn't get on camera for some reason. And I'm like, okay, wouldn't you assume he is with somebody or lives with, you know, a woman or something, but she, she wanted this, she craved this companionship. So that was enough for her but she wanted more. So it's like, okay, I need to see you. I need to, you know, know that you're a person. And that was how it turned out. And he looked nothing like the pictures that, you know, that he had posted on the dating site. So it's very possible to be catfished. Well, I can't say it's unlikely, but it's very possible to be catfished. But some of that ball is in your court, you know, and so you, you have to do everything to, to not have that experience. 
but it doesn't say it doesn't take away that one five percent however high it is chance that you can be catfish anybody can be catfish so when you talk about the pandemic i've always been curious about how people dated and did things during the pandemic i guess you're saying hey you have these conversations you remain online and you i guess you wait for the day that they say hey you can leave your house again my question to you is because everybody had their different times like there's the times that the stores were saying it's okay to come out there's times that the president at the time was saying it was okay to come out (laughs) everybody had their different deadlines when it came to the actual online dating uh, or meeting someone from online dating during the pandemic when did you decide that it was okay to go out and meet someone again. Hmm. I didn't really date during the pandemic because I was writing this book. Uh, but <laughs> uh-huh. but for people, just depending on their comfortability, you know, at that time. So I think what, what many people were doing was, uh, what, what was a little dangerous to me, to be honest with you, was not really going out. And if they did, they like met at a park or something like that. But not really going out, but just instantly that face-to-face was at somebody's house, you know. And so I, I don't recommend that. That is just, I mean, at any point in time, right, <laughs> pandemic or not. And I still see people who do that, you know, and it's just, it's scary. It's scary. Like, there's, there's stuff on the news. I can't, I think it was last year, you know, when, um, when this lady was killed. When she um, went to meet somebody that she had met online. Um, and that, I mean, that wasn't the only one. That's the one I can recall um, like vividly right now. But that's just so dangerous to do to put yourself for. First of all, you're in that person's comfort zone. You know, you're in their home. You don't know what they have in there. They might have Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> I mean, look, that was just recently the the Dahmer uh, show, right? So the documentary and, you know, who would have known that they were walking into that, just having a good time going back to somebody's place? You know, who would have thought that they were walking into, you know, a death trap, you know, at that time? So you got to be just got to be more careful with that. But yeah, but during that time, though, it was just more of people's comfortability. But what people were actually doing was just like having dates, you know, like virtual dates, playing games or cooking, you know, things that were actually, that were fun. And really, I, I think it was um, during that time, that was actually like a good thing, right? Because um, it wasn't like spending time face to face to face, but it was spending time, you know, like somebody had to actually give their time to you to be on FaceTime cooking for an hour or however long that takes, right? And so that was a positive part of that experience. Lit lovers and word warriors, this will conclude part one of the two-part episode with Sean Marie B. Join us later this week for the second part of Computer Love, right here only at the Author Spot. If you're an author looking to tell your story or a reader looking for the next great one to dive into, join us at theauthorspot.com for books, reviews, and other great tools. 